This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. Okay, I think we are now live. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm well. How are you? I'm doing awesome. J.M. Ryerson, we are here with a Tuesday tune-up for Let's Go Win Podcast. This is a newer format for us, so it's kind of exciting. And uh, in front of me today, <laughs> uh, we have the lovely Lisa Ryerson. So <laughs> other than technical difficulties getting to this point, I'm extremely excited because hopefully we get a more engagement with the audience. We get to talk about something I'm passionate about. And I learned a lot about technology today. Did you though? Did you though? I did. I okay. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> But I try, and I guess that's part of it. And oh, this is such a good segue. The power of repetition. With repetition, mm. I will get better at technology. Next thing you know, I'll be a guru of technology. What do you think? Like you're going to go work for Geek Squad. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, Geek Squad? Get ready. You have your next employee. I am ready to go. Whatever you do, do not hire him. I think they're safe. I think they're absolutely safe in that regard. But... Uh, in all seriousness, what I want to talk about today is the power of repetition and the power of repetition in three areas of our life specifically. But Malcolm Gladwell, one of my favorite authors, he talks about the 10,000 hour rule. Do you know what the 10,000 hour rule is? I don't know if you ever read Outliers or not. I've Did I read Outliers? I may have. Mm. All the books that I've read just kind of like meld together. Okay. <laughs> um, but 10,000 hours, like to perfect something or to get really good at something, you have to do it for 10,000 hours. That was his premise was mm -hmm. 10,000 hours to mastery is what he said. And that's the idea of repetition in general, that if you do something enough, regardless if you just started off, you can become a master by sheerly putting in those hours. In fact, there was a gentleman that did a amateur golf. He had never played golf mm -hmm. and he decided he was going to put this to the test and committed like his five years of his life to literally grinding at driving ranges, hitting ball after ball to become a scratch golfer. And for those that aren't golfers, that means they're really good. And he did it. And we're talking blistering hands because the amount of hours you have to put in, I think it was like six or seven hours a day, he would practice every single day to test this theory. And sure enough, he did it. That's impressive. It is impressive. And uh, it's so I guess it's anytime you want to learn something new, just just apply the power of repetition. So what I want to start with is learning. Uh, when it comes to learning, just like technology, Typically, you're not going to learn it just the first time. Like, saw it, okay, it's done. And I know that can be frustrating, but you have to put in the repetition. You have to continue to do the reps. And that, that's something when it comes to learning. So often we'll tell our kids, hey, da 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 da, and we expect them to just retain it, but we don't even do that ourselves. Yeah, no, especially with children. <laughs> I really think it takes like 30,000 hours. I don't know. I feel like a broken record half the time, but I think they also tune me out most of the time now because I sound like a broken record, but it's like a constant reminder every day, right? Like put away your stuff, put away your clothes. And <laughs> I mean, they've gotten 
a lot of stuff down, but there's still quite a few things that I'm like, why do I have to keep on telling you? So yes, repetition is very important. Do you have an example for yourself when it comes to learning where it took you? Because you're pretty quick. You do pick up on things quicker than most, I would say. Thank you. <laughs> I wasn't giving you a compliment. I'm taking it as a compliment. <laughs> but no, you do. You really do pick up on things pretty quickly. But do you have an example where for you learning, it was like, this is hard. And you had to put in the time again and again. And then it did become easier over time. Yeah, absolutely. So when I went back to work full time, I think it was like seven years ago at Appreciation Financial, I had no idea anything about life insurance, annuities. I mean, these were all words that I've heard before, but had no idea how it all worked. So um, I had to learn from, it was like going back to school, right? And just learning everything from scratch. And I did. I mean, I'd wake up first thing in the morning, I would study, I would take the tests, I would make sure I knew the ins and outs of all the products. And then you know, have dinner with the kids and then go back to work. I mean, there was three months of crazy, crazy, um, a crazy learning curve basically. And then by month four, I was like, Oh, I kind of get it now. So it did. It took a lot of blood, sweat and tears and I wanted to quit every single day, but I made it through. So I'm curious as you are learning this new skill, obviously there's typically another person involved, a teacher, how was that? Because that would be the second part of repetition. Again, using the kids as, as an example, or in this case, you learning the new career, teaching. So often when you say one thing, we expect people to just retain it. That's just, you want that, right? You want them to pick up on it, but that's just not the way it works. So often you do have to repeat yourself. You even said it with the kids. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's the best example, but Hearing it one time, and I'll I'll be the one to fall on the sword on this. You can tell me one, it might take a hundred, it could take a thousand, maybe it is ten thousand times for me to pick <laughs> up on it. And so when it comes to teaching, that's the reminders. When you're teaching someone, don't think you can say it just one time and it's retained. Right. This is a constant repetition. So again, I'll give you in that process of learning your new career. Was that the case? Did you have a pretty patient teacher? I know mm -hmm. I happened to be one of those through that, but how, how did that, how was that experience? Oh my goodness. Yes. I'm so grateful. Uh, Gerardo Garcia, shout out to him. He was extremely patient. I loved every part of the job or my new career besides doing the paperwork. When I saw them here and there was all different kinds of paperwork, right? They all look different to me. I had no idea how to do paperwork. And I literally like, oh, can we just, um, can I just take you out to lunch and you just do paperwork for me? And he was so sweet, but he stuck with it. And he taught me over and over and over again. And eventually I just go, gosh, I love doing paperwork. And then when I started bringing on agents and coaching them up, um, you know, it was kind of the same thing. The paperwork I had, didn't have a problem with, but I did have to have my another learning curve of going, gosh, they're just not going to pick it up overnight. Like I didn't pick it up overnight. Right. And so it takes a lot of patience and repetition. Yeah. And the word patience, one of the things I say when it comes to teaching, have grace, give grace. That means so much to the student, especially if it is new and they're picking up on something that's like, this is brand new. It's scary. It's not something that comes natural. So give them grace and, and allow them the time to pick up on it. 
Um, it's, they say now it takes 66 days to create a habit. I was coaching somebody the other day and they're like, it takes 21 days. And I was like, the new studies are showing it's up to 66 days. Does that mean if you miss one day, then you can't pick it up? Like if you're on day 65 and you forget to do it, would you not pick up the habit? I don't believe that to be the case. However, studies have shown 66 consecutive days to really ingrain that and make it really a lifestyle. So the third one, and this is what we're doing today, and what when the example I give in the article is on speaking. You'll notice some of the most powerful speakers, they repeat themselves continually. Mm-hmm. And actually, some of the best orators to walk the face of the earth And the one I'm thinking of specifically is uh, Martin Luther King Jr., the I have a dream speech. He repeated himself continuously. And I actually have it down here, but uh, he he repeated himself so frequently that speech is has become just one of the most famous speeches. So when you're speaking, do you use the power of repetition? To others, <laughs> yes. Well, yes. To yourself, in all fairness, maybe it's to yourself. Yeah. I don't know. I have to repeat things to myself all the time. Um, I definitely am very repetitive to the point where, once again, kids have tuned me out. I think you tune me out half the time. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you're like, you never told me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've told you a million times. So yes, I repeat myself all the time. And then to the dog, too. I mean, I'm just constantly saying the same thing over and over and over again. So maybe your mom wasn't crazy by constantly repeating herself. Maybe this was just part of it. Nobody ever said she was crazy. Who said my mom was crazy? (laughs) Um, No, but so back in 2000, they did a study on our attention span. And at the time, they said it was approximately 12 seconds. They have now shown it's eight seconds in in today's world. So quite literally, as I'm talking, because it'll be longer than eight seconds, you will have gone in and out at least one time. Or 10. Or 10 times. (laughs) And so that's the point and why you continuously do have to repeat yourself. And actually a practice that you can do is uh, if I say something to you, have them repeat back what you asked of them. And that's something obviously in sales, you you have to do that. So people really know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, But with the kids, instead of saying, do you understand? Because they're going to, yeah, oh yeah, I understand. Repeat back to me, what's the expectation? Right. Especially we have a teenager now, 15, that's TJ, and then a tweener, uh, Trey, who is 12. And Trey just got his phone on his 12th birthday. And I'm telling you, these kids are like, if I allow them, their phones are in their faces you know, as much as possible. And so I usually have to go up to them. And when they were little, I used to grab their little faces like like this. So they look at me. So there was eye contact. And sometimes I have to still do that now. Like put down your phone. I need you to listen to me and then repeat back to me what I just told you to do. Like, what are you doing after dinner? And yesterday, actually last night was a perfect example. My 15 year old, I had him look at me and I said, Hey, teach after dinner, I need you to go get your dirty clothes from the, you know, put in the laundry room, go do the laundry. And he's like, okay, mom. I'm like, all right, you got it. He goes, yep. Got it. After dinner, he went upstairs. I hear him in the shower. I'm like, 
he never did any of the above. And after he got out of the shower and I said, Tristan, what were we supposed to do? And he's like, oh, that's right. And then he did. But I mean, yeah, attention span, short attention span is a real thing. Well, and the other way that you can apply this, and this happens to people all the time, especially since we've moved to a new neighborhood, you meet a lot of people. (laughs) Now, one of the most favorite words for people to hear is their own name. So when you get introduced to someone and they're like, hey, my name's Joe, what you can do in order to speaking wise and learning is to repeat it and say, hey, Joe, so nice to meet you. Then use it in conversation. Joe, what do you do for a living? As you're leaving that conversation, Joe, it's so nice to meet you. If you do it three times, and I have to remind myself as well, because again, you meet a lot of people and I'm so focused on saying nice to meet you instead of actually hearing their name. So if you actually apply that where you say, hi, uh, my name's Jam. What's yours? Oh, Lisa. Hey, Lisa, so nice to meet you. Lisa, what do you do for a living? She tells me, okay, Lisa, so nice to meet you. By that third time, I have a much greater chance (laughs) of remembering it than if it was just in passing. Hey, my name's Lisa and she's gone. Right. I'm the worst when it comes to names. I'm getting better. (laughs) I I think you're remarkable at it. So I think really hard on Uh, Oh, I forget names all the time. Superior. to remember names than I am thus far. And I don't know if it's time spent with these human beings, but I'm actually, it's something I'm really trying to work on. So for those, as you're meeting new people, because it's a, I hear this all the time. I met them. I can't remember their name. What, what do I do? You know what has been a saving grace? Here's a little trick too, is I end up being friends with them on Facebook. And there has been many times I literally will grab my phone. Like I'll see him in the distance. I'm like, what was her name? And I'll grab my phone and I'm like this and I go find him. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh yeah, their name was Susan. For those of us that aren't <laughs> as active on Facebook to do that, I just say, I'm so sorry. What's your name? And what happens typically you see a wash of relief come over because they forgot my name <laughs> as well. And that's totally cool. Right. right. Because obviously we want to remember, you want to remember somebody you want to make an impactful, uh, you know, introduction, but it happens. So when it comes to this power of repetition, you can use it in speaking in learning and in teaching. And obviously when you're learning new names, that's a great way to do it. So I see some people hopping on. I would love to hear comments from them. If they have anything, please let us know if they didn't put in the live broadcast today, where can they send us their comments specific to repetition or whatever? Yeah. Email us anytime at info at letsgowin.com. We are on all the social media platforms. So hit us up there. There's tons of fun blogs, podcasts, I don't know, just goofy stuff. I mean, we just, we're just goofy. We like to have fun all the time. So check us out, comment, give us feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, please do. Love hearing from you guys. Appreciate the support. This community continues to grow and that's because you guys are liking, sharing, Get letting people know about the podcast. We appreciate that mm-hmm. because we are continuing to build the Let's Go Win movement and we want everybody on that ride. So until next time, remember your mindset matters and we'll talk to you then. Thank you so much for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. That helps us build this community and that is what we are all about. Building this community as big as we can, helping as many people as we can, and deliver as much value as possible. 
Be sure to head over to letsgowinpodcast.com for information on my coaching courses and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Let's Go Win 365. Let's go win and transcend in life. This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. Ryerson.